0: 10 to 1, episode 76.
1: Top 10 Doctor Who series.
0: Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer.
1: I'm Brian Kozer. Here to finish out Doctor Who Month.
0: I guess we added an extra week to Doctor Who Month.
1: But it's still April. It's still Doctor Who Month. Yes. Well, it just seemed like this is the perfect time to do our top 10 series, because there's been exactly 10 series yeah. of New Who, and so <laughs> this is our last opportunity. Ain't
0: gonna get another chance.
1: Exactly. So... Yes, series. And I
0: felt like we could have combined this with episodes or moments, but you felt it needed its own separate episode. Yeah,
1: this didn't really make any sense to go with moments. Episodes, it could, but...
0: We were too tired that night. Even then, it doesn't
1: really make sense necessarily, I don't think. Indeed. So, yes, series because apparently in... Jolly Old England, they call them series instead of seasons, and so our top 10 series of New Who. Of course, we haven't really watched any of the old show, so we're not talking about that. We're just talking about our top 10 of the new show. I just, again, looked at episode titles and kind of gauged how I felt about each series, and I guess we can talk about... How we end up ranking them, I'm sure we'll have some disagreements, but I think we'll mostly be in agreement.
0: Yeah, and like there were a few that it was like, well, this these kind of share a spot. Like it's hard to really <laughs> configure or figure out which one is better than the other objectively. So we'll get into that a little bit as well, we talk about the seasons.
1: It's not objective at all. So you vote whatever you want.
0: Very objective.
1: Right, so why don't you go ahead and give us your least favorite series from Doctor Who.
0: Well, I will say, very objectively, uh, my least favorite, my number 10, was season 3.
1: Yeah, series 3 yeah. for me as well.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I had some good episodes. You've got, so the first one, Smith and Jones, off to a solid start, and then you've got... Mm. Uh, the Shakespeare Code was okay, but then later on you've got Forty Two, Human Nature, Family of Blood, that's Blink. Really yeah, those are all good. So going on a little under half of the season is is decent, but then you've got Gridlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And then you've got Daleks in Mount and Evolution yeah, of the Dal- Daleks. The Lazarus Experiment. Man, that was a bad episode. Mm -hmm. And then after three good episodes, you've got the three-episode finale, which was just awful. Worst season finale. (laughs) Yep. And it just, I mean, it's the season finale alone that just kind of crushes the whole season for me. Uh, It was an okay season, Not my favorite companion. I don't know. I just didn't really care for Martha all that much. She was better the second time around that I watched her. But first time I was like... I was just annoyed that she was always mooning after the doctor. And Mm -hmm. she can tell that obviously he still has his heart set on Rose. And he's mourning his loss of her. And yet she's still mooning after him and and hoping that he'll cast his eyes her direction. And I don't know. It was just kind of, girl, take the hint and leave him alone. So that was kind of annoying to me. And then, yeah, that season finale just was awful. Yeah, so that's why it's my least favorite. What about you?
1: Yeah, mostly the same. Uh, seems like the writer's... We're still kind of hung up on doing the romance angle, and that that really seemed unnecessary in this series. Right. And yeah, some really weak episodes. Even the ones you're talking about that were good, I don't know that other than Blink and Family of Blood, would I would I say any of those were really good? I mean, uh, some of them, the other ones were so-so to really bad. So. <laughs>
0: When you compare them to the other episodes, they're fine. I suppose. But.
1: Yeah, so, yep, definitely a least favorite. So, how about number nine?
0: Number nine is season one, Rose and the Night Doctor. Um, Which I will say, I do like season one a lot. It's the one that reeled us in and... I really like the Ninth Doctor. I really like the I I, I like Rose, and the storylines are in general okay. Just in general, I felt that the other seasons were better, and of course, let's not forget that Season One had Aliens of London and World War Three with the Slitheen. So that's that's a massive mark against it. But still, it had a really good. Oh, and it had Boomtown, where the Slovene reappear. But it had a really good season finale, a good send off of, of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, I I like it. So that for me, I feel there's a big gap between my ten and my nine.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was good enough for you to want to keep watching the show, yep. obviously. Although you didn't didn't have it to compare to all the others at that point. Exactly. Okay,
0: so my number nine, season one, series one. I'm gonna keep saying season.
1: All right. Well, I'm I, gonna because I'm being not correct. British. All right. Well, I'm gonna be American. Correct. Yeah, typical American, ignoring other countries. Don't tell
0: me what to do.
1: Very stubborn. All right. My number nine is series nine. So that was the series with my favorite episode. Yes, but the rest of the episodes almost all the rest of the episodes are very forgettable so this is the series they tried to do all two-parters and three-parters uh season series 7 they had done all single episodes and then uh this one the opposite they're trying to do all longer stories i like that in, that in concept and I, i'm fine with them doing that again but uh just some really uninteresting uh, stories. Uh, so you've got the uh, the Viking girl. What was her name?
0: A shielder.
1: Right. Uh, it was. It was okay. Didn't really care for her story so much. You've got the the Fisher King story. Mm-hmm. Pretty forgettable, I thought. The girl who died. I don't even remember which one that is.
0: That's still a shielder.
1: Okay. Again. The Viking oh, that's girl. Yeah. Back to.
0: The girl who died Ages and or the something girl who her. lived, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, that, that's that one. Uh, the Magician's Apprentice and Witches Familiar. Sorry, that, that that's the one that started off. And that was the one with uh, the Daleks and... Missy. What's-His-Face? Yeah, and Missy and...
0: Davros. Yeah, maybe? Davros.
1: Yeah. Uh, that one was okay. And then, yeah, uh, Viking 1, nah. Zygon, two-parter, nah. And then Sleep No More, that one was pretty good, but... I mean maybe average looking at all all Doctor Who episodes and then the fi- uh, three part finale we really only liked Heaven Sent which was really strong but I don't know just looking at the whole series uh the uh the whole angle of there being a prophecy that the Doctor is trying to uh not an- get answered and I don't know some of those things are interesting but uh, it didn't didn't really come together at all for me and then uh it it was just really obvious that clara should have gone in the uh in the christmas special not hung around for one more series i don't blame the actress for wanting to hang around for one more series but uh i didn't think it was interesting for her character at all at this point so that's my second least favorite that's my number nine is series nine
0: Well, my number eight is series nine.
1: There you go. And
0: so I will agree that, yeah, Clara definitely needed to have gotten off the show long before now. And even when she died, they just couldn't let her die. And I felt that was, that, that is a little bit of a problem that I have with the show lately, uh, is they just can't let people die. I don't know, they don't they just don't allow for any sadness really. Everybody has some sort of a happy ending. So Rose is stuck on uh in a parallel universe. Oh hooray, she has a uh you know, a version of the doctor that she can live out her days with. And the romantic in me says, Hooray for that, but I I do see that they should have gone for the more heart-wrenching storyline of just you know, she doesn't necessarily get her happy ending. And I definitely agree that if they're gonna have Clara die, then let her die. Don't let her don't give her this free pass to the moment before she dies. She gets to sail away through time and space with a shielder and do everything that she wants as long as she comes back in that instant before her death and dies right then. So she gets to choose the moment of her death. And I don't know. I just think that's stupid. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll agree with you. I did not like a Shilder. Not a good good character, not well done. Like, it had the yeah, potential to be yeah, good. an interesting but, concept. But I will disagree with you about the the... The Davros storyline and the, the Fisher King. I thought those episodes were really good, mm. especially the Fisher King story. Uh, I was really on edge during that one.
1: Do you even remember anything from that episode, though? Yep,
0: I remember a lot of it.
1: Hmm. Not I.
0: But, yeah, I didn't really care for the Zygon invasion either. So, that's why it's so low. My number eight, season nine.
1: Okay. My number eight is series seven that I just mentioned. They're trying to do sort of a more cinematic kind of thing where every episode was going to be its own standalone and very uh, specific locale, very exciting. You know, you've got things like dinosaurs on a spaceship and you've got your Western episode and you've got your uh, Russian Cold War submarine episode and your Victorian horror episode, and Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, got all these things that you know they're trying to make it a little bit more like a self-contained movie, and that's I think a fine idea. But most of the episodes, I didn't really care for. I uh, didn't really uh, like uh, Rory and Amy's send-off episode, Angels Take Manhattan, and so it was. Uh, I don't know. There's there's some decent episodes in here. But then uh, it wasn't really until uh, the very end of the series that I think it picks up a little bit, uh, which I remember being disappointed with the name of the Doctor, but at least looking back now, not having watched it in a little while, <laughs> it does seem like it was a decent episode. And then, of course, you got the 50th anniversary and and all that hoopla. So that picks it up a bit, uh, but still, still pretty low rank compared to the others. Uh, that's my number eight, series seven.
0: My number seven is season six, and it has a few good episodes, but for the most part, I really didn't care for this season because it is just so convoluted, and they just tried too hard to make everything intertwine all around itself and be all timey-wimey and... uh everything ties together and all these random wild pieces. They come together to to ultimately, you know, mean this. And I don't know, it was just annoying to me how they made everything overly complex. Hmm. So uh, you've got the season opens off with the Christmas episode and that one was fine. But then the second episode is The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And those are such convoluted episodes. And even after that, when they've got, a f- you know, more simpler storylines, they're still trying too hard. And, ooh, how is the doctor going to not die? You know, is he going to be able to stop his death and so forth? And uh, just always. Referring to that incident and I don't know, I just always kept referring back to those two episodes that I really hated. Uh-huh. And it's a shame because I really love watching Matt Smith. He really is the bright bright spot in this season, but it's bad writing, in my opinion. And then you've got A Good Man Goes to War, very convoluted. Let's Kill Hitler, really didn't like that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then they close it all off with the Wedding of River Song, another super convoluted episode where everything's happening all at once and let's just throw everything into the mixing pot. All of time and space and history and uh let's just have everything. Dinosaurs and, and blimps and Roman centurions and uh Winston Churchill all at the same time. Hooray! <laughs> and, I don't know. It's just too many awesome things makes for... A storyline that doesn't really make sense you know Hmm. it's like kids that are trying to put all of their their cool stuff together like oh let's put Spider-Man fighting Hitler and and, or (laughs) fighting Darth Vader a kid wouldn't fight Hitler but Spider-Man fighting Darth Vader wouldn't that be cool to see in a movie no that'd be kind of dumb and that's kind of what these episodes end up being for me so, my number seven
1: is season six. Okay, my number seven is also series six. I think some of the things you're talking about don't really bother me, though. Like, I kind of like some of... I at least like the idea of it, there being some really confusing, convoluted time travel stuff. I mean, when you have time travel, you you can get into some confusing stories. And... Uh, the idea of time getting messed up and you have all these different time periods colliding. I like that. Um, I don't think it was handled. I think it could have been handled better. Some A lot of the things felt really rushed. A lot of things with uh, Stephen Moffat stories end up feeling rushed where you'll see a short part of a day and then it'll fast forward for weeks and then you'll see another part of a day. That kind of thing, I, uh, that can work, but a lot of times with with his stories, it just ends up seeming like he's he's cramming too much in and not letting the story breathe. So, um, like I, I liked a lot of of episodes in this series. I liked the ones you mentioned at the beginning, the with the uh, silence, and I liked the Doctor's wife and and the Rebel Flesh two parter, and. Uh, The Girl Who Waited, but yeah, the series finale, not great, and uh, definitely some misfires with some other episodes, and yeah, it just felt a little bit uh, disjointed, I guess, as a whole, so uh, it's definitely one that's not as bad when we rewatched it, uh, since you kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. uh, I will say, but um, yeah, some of the things... He he definitely tried to be too clever. Like, how is the doctor going to get around dying? Mm-hmm. Who is River Song? Stuff like that. Uh, I don't know that he needed to have quite so many mysteries in the pot. Uh, but overall, we're we're definitely trending upwards here. We're getting better. That's my number seven series six.
0: All right, my number six is season seven. Okay. And these were kind of close. Uh I mean, they both have the 11th Doctor in them. And, of course, he's my favorite Doctor. And the big mark against Season 7 is that Clara enters the scene. <sighs> my least favorite companion. <laughs> Less favorite even than Martha. But it did have a lot of good episodes. And unlike you, I do like... The dinosaur episode. The Western episode. <laughs> I, I liked that self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. It had a few few hiccups. You've got the snowman episode with the <laughs> great intelligence. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a dumb one. The Rings of Akaten. Mm. Yeah, that was dumb too. But overall, um they're pretty pretty good, pretty solid. And so even with Clara in the scene, I felt it was a pretty good season and you already know that I like the Angels Take Manhattan, unlike Brian. <laughs> so yeah, I felt that. that was a pretty good send off for Amy and Rory. <laughs> and I think that's one. I mean, yes, Amy and Rory did get to live happily together, but they didn't get to ever see the Doctor again, and so it was really sad for the Doctor. So I felt that's one of the more the sadder partings that the doctor has had to undergo Hmm. yeah so that's my number six season seven
1: all right and my number six is what
0: one of my favorite cheesy episodes is also from that that season it's the doctor the widow and the wardrobe Uh, and it's all a big play on Mm -hmm. the lion the witch and the wardrobe a little bit and the doctor is really fun in that one so Mm -hmm. yeah anyway Go ahead,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say that my uh what is a six is series one, so we're we agree on our what is this bottom four bottom five episodes yeah bottom five series so we're we're pretty much in agreement here uh our our top five and our bottom five are gonna
0: sync um, up pretty well, yeah,
1: at least uh you know with some small variations uh I think series one is better than uh maybe yeah than. Uh, I mean, it's all it's all subjectively like we were talking before, so I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but um, I think for me, this is a better series than uh, what you're talking about. There's definitely some, some really bad ones. Uh, you know I don't like the Slitheen, those are probably my least favorite episodes, and uh, what, what was one of the other ones? Um, uh, just some average episodes to start off uh, with Charles Dickens and... Uh, f- the first one with uh, Cassandra and the face of Bo, and then right. But uh, uh, for as cheesy as, as some of them are, I think uh, Rose and Dalek Father's Day, the the empty child, Doctor Dances two parter, mm. even Boomtown, and then the this two parter season finale or series finale uh, are average to above average. And that that puts this series for me right right about in the middle. I think they did a really good job of uh, just going back to scratch. Uh, So you had however many years it was of Doctor Who before this revival. And uh, Russell T. Davis did a good good job of mostly throwing everything out, right? Uh, Just going down to, okay, we've got the Doctor. He's an alien that can uh well i mean when you start he's an alien that can travel through space and travel through time and that was basically it yeah uh you didn't have to know or worry too much about the time lords about uh the um the past of the doctor his past regenerations past companions about um you know any any of that uh sort of lore that had been built up over the years uh, you very slowly started learning some of these things. Like you didn't, you don't know anything about regenerations until he regenerates. Exactly. You don't know anything about the Daleks until he runs into one. And you don't
0: even know what race he is until later. Right. right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, uh, I thought uh, from that perspective and the perspective of uh, us watching and wanting to continue to watch, that puts this one solidly, solidly in the middle for me as my sixth favorite series. That's series number one. All right, so we're in the top half. I wonder if we're going to... I mean, we're already basically pretty close on that bottom five, but I wonder if we'll sync up possibly a little bit more in this top five.
0: All right. Well, my number five is season eight.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay. Series eight. Go ahead.
0: So, yeah, this had some pretty good episodes. I felt that Deep Breath was rough at the beginning and then Mm -hmm. got better as it went along and like the doctor started to you know hit his stride he'd he'd fit into the character by episode two i feel Mm -hmm. and uh, into the dalek what a really cool premise (laughs) uh then you've got your cheesy but fun episode robot of sherwood and uh yeah a lot of uh good episodes overall I think the major problem with this season is Clara. Always (laughs) Clara. And I just can't stand that she's always lying. She's a habitual liar. And she lies about things she doesn't even need to lie about. And in the end, she just keeps on lying and ends up not telling the truth to her boyfriend, Danny, and then Danny dies. (laughs) Way to go, Clara. Got that weighing on your conscience. Oh, wait, nope. It doesn't seem to really weigh on your conscience for long now, does it? Anyway, Clara rant aside. uh, This was the season that introduced Missy, and I thought that Mm -hmm. was a very good way that they did it, with at the end, usually... Uh, during an episode, somebody would have died, and then you mm-hmm. would see this woman and saying, ah, uh, what's your name? Welcome to paradise or mm-hmm. the afterlife. And, and you're like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Who is this woman? And she seems to be trying to convey an air of niceness, but there's something rather creepy and disturbing about her. So, really good introduction of Missy. I felt that Death in Heaven was a fantastic episode right up until the very end when Missy gave control of the Cybermen to the Doctor. And I guess she was trying to tempt him, which is cool in theory, but then we all know that he's not going to... Not going to try and rule the universe and stuff. His ambitions don't lie that way. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a what were you expecting, Missy? A little bit disappointing, but overall, pretty good, pretty solid. My number five.
1: Ken? Yeah. I think just from an overall perspective, uh, for us, this was the first time we had, uh, we finally were caught up with the show. So we were watching these as they were coming out. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw the uh, the first episode, Deep Breath, in the theater because we were all caught up. Yeah, you remember seeing that in the theater? No. Yeah, we went with Matt, my brother Matt, who was on the sports podcast with us. You Yeah, you, you remember. You got a picture with the guy dressed up as the sixth doctor.
0: I thought that was for Day of the Doctor.
1: No, we didn't go to the theater for Day of the Doctor. Mm-mm, I think no. you're wrong. We weren't caught up. We bought Day of the Doctor on Amazon Prime. That's why we own it on Amazon Prime.
0: We bought it afterwards because we liked it so much. <laughs> I think I'm incorrect. right and you're wrong.
1: And I'll, we'll have to look at the picture later. But, no, uh, I yeah.
0: remember going to the theater and mm-hmm. posing with the
1: Yeah, that was for cosplay. Deep Breath. Went to see the first this first episode of Series 8. And uh, so that was a cool experience. And then... You know, we were watching them week by week instead of, you know, dashing off a couple in a day and then watching two more the next day or anything like that. So it was very different. And, uh, you know, going after uh, Doctors 10 and 11, which you both really liked and it took me a while to get into Peter Capaldi. And so, uh, you know, as we're watching it, it's very different than looking back now and having seen, I think, all of these a second time. When oh, we were watching with Megan, uh, there's definitely still some missteps. Like I, I didn't really care for a Robot of Sherwood. Kill the Moon was a terrible episode. In the Forest of the Night, oh, not good.
0: worst episode ever. I'll take the Utopia and season finale from the third season over this.
1: Over in the Forest of the Night,
0: yeah, awful. yeah I didn't think
1: it was that bad, awful, and awful. I didn't think Clara was as bad this this series. Uh, Danny Pink. I thought was fine. and Yeah, Danny's uh, fine. And there's some really good episodes. The Like you mentioned, The Dalek, Listen, I really liked from this one. And then just a bunch of solid ones. Time Heist, uh, The Caretaker, Mummy on the Orient Express, Flatline.
0: Mm, flatline mm-hmm. has probably the best. It, that's probably the best Clara <laughs> of all the episodes.
1: Sure. And uh, great, great wrap up. Uh, like you said, uh, good. Uh, but not over the top mystery with Missy. Who is she, and what, what exactly is she doing? And then some real great wrap up and twists there in the finale. And uh, yeah, just a really solid series. Uh, didn't do too much again. I think kind of tried to scale it back. Starting off with Peter Capaldi, get back to uh, some some grounded episodes and uh, some uh, just a a pretty simple through line through all of them uh with, with Missy and and the afterlife. So uh well done uh Peter Capaldi, well done Stephen Moffat. Uh this was uh quite a good series. That's my number five, series
0: eight. Yeah I will say that is what for me also why this is higher than some of the eleventh doctors is because like you said, it's not so convoluted.
1: hmm Alright, so number four, are we gonna sync up again? Season ten, yep, Series ten,
0: yeah, yeah, so we've finally done away with Clara, mm-hmm. and we've got Bill Potts, mm-hmm. and I told you so many times during that first episode with Bill how, in just one episode, she was so much better of a companion of a character, of a person than Clara was true, true. in all of her se- all of her seasons, so yeah, it had that going for it, and then it had some pretty good episodes. I liked the the first one before we we meet Bill Potts is uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio, and so you've got <laughs> uh, the doctor accidentally creates this superhero on Earth, and I, I just really liked that episode. I thought it was a fun one. And for the most part, I don't feel that there are any really great episodes in this season, with perhaps the exception of Extremis and The Doctor Falls. But for the most part, there aren't any like really bad episodes either. And so that's why I mm-hmm. felt um, it was overall good, and it deserved to be my number four.
1: Yeah, I'm 8 and 10 are really, really close to me. Uh, I've thought about switching these, but I I guess I'll leave it here. Yeah, uh, liked Bill, liked Nardole. Uh, By this time, really liked uh, Peter Capaldi, and uh, I thought it was a fine uh, wrap-up series for him, fine wrap-up series for Stephen Moffat. Yeah, some really strong stories, uh, like you mentioned, Extremis and uh, the uh, finale, two-parter, very, very good. And uh, average or or maybe above average for probably all the rest. And so, yeah, no no real rough edges. Uh, I guess Stephen Moffat at this point is had, got it pretty polished, what he wanted to do. And um, I probably like the Series 8 Christmas uh, special over the series 10 Christmas special. Aww. And <laughs> so maybe that, maybe that would push uh series eight a little bit higher uh, than 10. If I were to remake this list at some point in the future, that, that could definitely happen. But, uh, yep, I will go ahead and uh, send it back to you. And that was our number four series. Can you believe it? Our number four series, series 10.
0: And our number three season is number five, correct? Uh, it is number five. <laughs> I think we're going to be... Maybe so. I think we're going to have the same ones all the way up.
1: It's possible. I'm not not sure about that. I wouldn't be surprised if we are, our one and two are swapped. But why don't we talk about series five first? Maybe I'll talk about series five since yeah. you've been taking the other ones Hogging first. in the limelight. Right. So series five is matt smith's first and his best i guess we're both agreeing uh his i don't don't know if it's less convoluted than series 10 series 7 yeah Yeah, probably less convoluted and uh i don't know some some episodes we really liked uh some more weeping angels episodes and uh beast below amy's choice Vincent and the Doctor, The Lodger. We talked about a lot of those for, in our episodes list, uh, and the two-part season finale, uh, Pandora opens, Big Bang, uh, that I liked more than you did, but
0: uh, I don't mind it.
1: Yeah, uh, but just as a whole, I think the uh, crack in the universe was a great, uh, great little mystery that they had. Again, not anything uh, like Series Six where. Just, uh, you know, it was very, very much more serialized, uh, which is interesting that we didn't like series six as much, since that was probably the most serialized, Since and we both, I think, tend to like that more than uh, just straight up episodic. Um, but for some reason, Doctor Who tends to work better when it finds the balance between the two. Right. And uh, this one had uh, that great mystery, what's the crack, uh, it has uh, that... Uh, great time travel moment that we've talked about, uh, before where in the finale it travels back to, uh, one of the earlier episodes and, uh, there's some sort of something that doesn't make any sense at Amy and Rory's wedding where they remember the doctor and he comes back to life. Or- yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is Stephen Moffat's first series and you're, you're already seeing, uh, we're definitely more in a fantasy kind of vein, science fantasy where, Uh, Things don't necessarily have to all have a reason or make exact, complete sense. It's closer to a fairy tale, perhaps. Um, But uh, that really worked in this first series uh, of his, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. I mean... Yeah, it's some pretty good growth in the companions as well. Uh, Amy especially grows pretty well as a character
1: mm-hmm. over yep.
0: the season. and Rory as well. Uh, yeah, Rory as definitely. well. He He becomes a lot more confident. And Matt Smith definitely was the right choice as a follow-up to David Tennant because mm-hmm. we had gotten yep. super attached to Tennant and... Thought, he took it how up could? To 11. How could? Yeah. How could anybody follow up David Tennant?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Matt Smith just hit the ground running, and right from the get go, we thought, you know, I think we're gonna be all right. <laughs> so yeah, good all season. Right.
1: All right, time to find Number out five. if uh, if we completely synced up for a top five. I rather suspect that we did not. So, what's your second favorite series?
0: My second favorite is Season 2. Oh, whoa. Rose and the Tenth Me Doctor. Me well. yeah, I thought I was this was pretty... going to
1: be your favorite, actually.
0: Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. But yeah, this one is very de- deserving of second place. So it's got my favorite companion, Rose. It's got my second favorite doctor, David Tennant. And overall, it's got some super great episodes. New Earth was fun. You've got (laughs) Tooth and Claw with the werewolf. And maybe Queen Victoria is a werewolf. And School Reunion, you've got Mickey back on the scene, and you get to meet Sarah Jane Smith. Uh, That was a really funny episode. The Girl in the Fireplace, we've raved about that one. Rise of the Cybermen and the Age of Steel, Mickey shines in those episodes. (laughs) And... Impossible Planet and Satan Pit, some of our Mm -hmm. most favorite Mm -hmm. episodes. And then, you know, you've got Love and Monsters. (laughs) And when I first watched this, I hated it, I hated it, I Mm. hated it, Yep. and classified it as the worst episode. Now it's kind of one of those, I can say this is a bad episode. And yet... I've got a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> it's one of those so bad. You've come wrong it's to good. where I am. <laughs> it, <laughs> it goes all the way through bad and comes out the other side as good. So it's the kind of bad I can tolerate now. The hmm. second time around. Yeah. And I think the the character who plays, uh, what's the boy's name in that that episode?
1: Mm, does it start with an R? Roger. Reginald, Elton, Elton,
0: good old Elton. Mark Warren plays Elton. Mm-hmm. I think he really carries the show on this episode. <laughs> he's he's just really fun, and it's it's kind of an episode that doesn't really take itself too seriously. Hmm. And I can respect that. They right. they recognize that. Yeah, we're just gonna throw whatever sticks at the wall. And just have fun with this episode. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really try to do anything great, and I can admire that. So yeah, overall, I ended up having a positive feeling about this episode, and even the next one, which I initially liked and then I I don't like as much. Fear her. Oh,
1: it's yeah. It's
0: still it's okay. It's got some really good dialogue between Rose and the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite endings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Army of Ghosts and Doomsday, so yeah. Overall, a really solid season.
1: Yeah, for this one, I don't, I, I can't really go episode by episode in this one and say this was a good episode, this was a good episode. There are some good ones, you mentioned them, but uh, if you look at individual episodes, I think it's weaker than other series. But taken as a whole, I think, uh, and and maybe it's more in hindsight. Uh, especially after you know we went from this to series 3 which was our least favorite uh, so maybe there's a bit of rose tinted glasses pun intended perhaps uh but uh yeah rose in the and the 10th doctor uh was pretty good and uh, the others thrown in there you know, Mickey and uh and uh some of the uh, moments not necessarily uh, the episodes but uh, some great moments that were in this series Uh, yeah, maybe it's a nostalgic, almost kind of a pick, but yeah, I'm comfortable saying it's my second favorite series. That's series two.
0: And our favorite season. Our favorite. Go ahead and tell everybody.
1: Series four.
0: Yep. Donna and the 10th Doctor. Yep. Go ahead. You take the show.
1: Okay. So maybe slightly similar to what I just said with series two in that. Uh if you go episode by episode it's not like some of the others where we mentioned you know uh there's uh, I forget which which uh, series we said uh there's not really any down moments it's it's pretty even keeled and pretty polished uh, there, again there's there's some definitely some bad episodes so planet of the Ood, not yeah. a great episode Santar
0: and um, stratagem and poison sky yeah, that one was
1: it's not mm. great but it was all right um yeah. And even the series finale, I'm not a big fan of like mm. you are.
0: What a great uh, finale. I
1: forget where I ranked this one. Just but kept ramping up. It was ramping pretty up. low, uh, interestingly enough. Loved but, it. But uh, the Doctor and Donna, I think, I guess, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that was the best Doctor Who yeah. got to. They've got um, such
0: a great dynamic going. Yeah, it was a
1: great dynamic. Uh, it was one of the more fun series uh, with... Uh, things like, you know, Partners in Crime. We talked about having a favorite moment from there. Uh, The Unicorn and the Wasp. Uh, The Silly Agatha Christie episode. Which, a little, uh, cozer trivia, was the very first, uh, Doctor Who that I ever saw was The Unicorn and the Wasp. I was flipping through channels. It must have been, it was probably around when this came out. It came out in 2008. So it must have been when I was back home from college at some point. And flipping around, and all of a sudden, there's a giant wasp, like a giant wasp, mm-hmm. like as big as a person, and then there's Agatha Christie, and some more British people, and I watched maybe like five five minutes of it or so, or 10 minutes at the most, and then I went and did something else, but <laughs> did not realize at the time that it was Doctor Who just thought, what is this weird made for TV movie <laughs> uh, or whatever it is and then uh, only when we got to series four did I realize ah I had seen part of this that was actually the first exposure to Doctor Who anyway um, so you've got some silly things like that, but uh, some more serious episodes like uh, midnight uh, turn left, which mm-hmm. is maybe one of the maybe one of the saddest. Episodes in Doctor Who if we did a saddest, top 10 saddest. Uh, so, how so? Uh, because it's uh, an episode about how Donna makes a different decision than she previously did, and it ruins everything. A uh, whole bunch more people die. I think Sarah Jane dies. Mm-hmm. Torchwood is destroyed. I forgot what all else happens. The doctor dies, perhaps? Yeah. Or- The doctor
0: dies, and so he's not there to avert disasters.
1: Right. So then, I mean, she and her family get put in basically a prison camp, uh, and there's like war rationing. It's super depressing. And even her relationship with her family is still depressing. And then uh, I forget exactly how it resolves, but she basically ends up dying mm-hmm. to reverse everything. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. She
0: has to find a way to tell her, her past self to turn left right. instead of turn right at a certain intersection. And then it ends up she's not going to get there in time, and so she has to jump out in front of traffic That's and die. Right. And that causes you know traffic to pile up so that her past self turns left because traffic's jammed up on the right side.
1: Right. So, yes, definitely right up there as far as depressing episodes go. Uh, maybe with uh, the Series 8 finale, uh, which is pretty dark if you think about it. Uh, maybe go back and, and review that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, just overall, I I feel like this one really hung together well. And... Uh, man, what what could have been if we could have got another series or another couple series with David Tennant and, and oh, Catherine I Tate? Oh, know. Pro- I... Probably would not have, maybe wouldn't have been a good idea. But, uh I mean, that was, that was my favorite part of Doctor Who.
0: I think one of the reasons it worked so well was there was obviously no love interest between Donna and the Doctor. Mm-hmm. So, like...
1: After we just had that for a couple series. Exactly. Three series.
0: For three seasons, really. So then you jump back to that with the 11th Doctor. You've got Amy has a crush on the Doctor. Kay. Clara gets a crush on the Doctor. But Donna was a breath of fresh air. She has no interest in the Doctor as a romantic friend. No, she just wants to travel and see the stars with him and be a real friend to him and... That really worked well, having a very alien character and a very human character who are friends, and they they bounce off each other really well,
1: yeah, and again, maybe this is a little bit of rubber band with series three being our least favorite, and then two and four <laughs> being our favorites, yeah, so maybe it's just in comparison, but uh and also probably partly because um like you know season two, three, four, this is really when we were. Um, heavily into we're it, we're binging. Yeah, we're yeah. really excited about it. This was our favorite thing uh, to do, and so uh, it does have that somewhat of a of a nostalgia, uh, if you if that's the correct word. So,
0: nostalgia aside, though, there are some really great episodes in this season. Sure. So yeah, that's our number one season four, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought we could just talk for a little bit about. Uh, Kind of why we really like Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, what I think uh, makes it great. Okay. I think uh, first and foremost that it really fires your imagination. So you've got all of time and space at your disposal. Uh, the the writers really can do anything, and it's been fun for them for us to uh, go on a journey with these characters to really cool different time periods. So you've gotten to go to a time when there's dinosaurs. You've gotten to kind of imagine what would humanity be like in thousands of years, you know, after we travel to the stars. And would we continue to grow or would we stagnate? And, uh, you know, just what would happen? Get to see fantastic sights that you never even dreamed of. And the doctor is always describing some great stuff that he's seen. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, Some other things that I like about it are that the show explores some of our deepest fears. So our fear of the dark, they explored that with silence in the library. Uh, Mm -hmm. The devil, um, the impossible planet, they explored that in. And then uh, statues. Uh, We watched a really cool... Segment on YouTube. Who is that guy? Michael, uh, that, that talked about why we fear, have a fear of like oh, statues. From Vsauce? And, yeah, Vsauce. Hey guys. Michael here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so on Vsauce, there's this cool segment where he talks about how we, we are uneasy by those things that are, that resemble, that almost resemble a human. They are just close enough to look human, and yet there's something slightly off. So that's why dummies and uh, statues and things like that are a little more fearsome to us than just an out-and-out monster Mm -hmm. in a movie or, or show. And so I think the show writers did a really good job with that when they created the Weeping Angels, that these look fairly human, and that yet there's there's something so wrong about them. So that's one of the things I like about it, is they, they're able to take something that is pretty universally um, a human fear and then play off of it. A couple other things I like that they have... An alien you can often identify with and then Mm -hmm. humans that you can't identify or that you can identify with for when you don't really understand the alien. I like that it's got kind of little Easter eggs sometimes. So uh, in season four, when we realized that the the theme that tied together all the episodes was planets have been going missing, you know, things like that. And you've. You hadn't noticed it until they mentioned it. And then it's like, oh, that's so cool. And so the second time around when we were watching it with Megan, I was paying attention. I was like, oh, that's so cool <laughs> that they, they dropped these little hints. Uh, and then the same with the first season. Uh, sprinkling bad wolf throughout the series. And you don't really notice it until the doctor kind of pauses for a second and says, nah, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> And I also like that they've gotten show jokes. I remember in season four, and you have got the the poison sky, and at one point the doc- tenth Doctor puts on a, a gas mask, and he <laughs> says, "Are you my mummy?" And they they resurrect that joke a little bit later. But yeah, I I, I like a joke that or uh, a show that can sort of refer back to past episodes obliquely like that right so those are just some of the reasons that i thought up for why i really enjoy the show
1: okay yeah i'll add to that that i like time travel we we talked about it on a previous episode and i think that hey, you can use time travel in uh in a really great way to do really great stories going to different locations going to different time periods And, uh, you know, go to the future and and see what people imagine uh, for the future. Go to the past and explore our past. And it can be used in a really lazy way, like on a show like Legends of Tomorrow, where it's basically... Yeah. Everybody's wearing cowboy clothes this week, but we're still basically in modern America. Except, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe somebody's racist. And we'll make a a remark about that. Um, But other than that, we're not really... We're not really traveling back in time.
0: We're not really trying here. We're on
1: a movie set about uh, <laughs> a movie set from the old west or something like that, right? Um, but uh, they use it pretty well in Doctor Who uh, for uh, for their different stories. And um, I I do like kind of what you were talking about the continuity, how they can reference things in the past. Uh, they do a really good job though with. This sort of rolling continuity where, you know, something that happened this series is is really important. Something that happened last series maybe gets reference to it. Something that happened five series ago, is, mm-hmm. it's not going to come up, you know. Uh, like if you're in the Capaldi series, you're not going to hear anything about Rose, about really? Rose or Martha or, yeah. or Donna. Maybe one mention in the whole time he was the doctor of, of any of those characters at the most. And so, um, that, that keeps them more focused, but yeah, you still can uh, have that, uh, somewhat serialized nature where, um, the doctor, uh, at the start of his run is one way and then has changed by the time he's done or same thing with a companion, um, has, has experienced growth or has changed in some way from traveling with the doctor and, uh, and then, sort of going along with that, also uh, the way that uh, you have the doctor, and he's a single character, and there are definitely some things you can point to, but he can pretty much be uh, whatever the writer wants to be, uh, wants him to be. If he, if the writer wants him to be uh, this sort of, uh, you know, running into danger, kind of an action hero, almost kind of character, then there's definitely been stories uh, with that if he wants him to be more of a uh, a thinker or a planner or almost more like a detective where he's figuring things out all those uh all those can be done uh you know basically he's he's just a smart smart person and <laughs> that's that's really his character over the the 50 years is he's smart and so you can Take that in different ways uh, within uh, Doctor Story, but then mostly uh, just getting different actors to play him and, and doing different takes. And I'd say that's probably the, the biggest strength of the show is that, uh, sure, you can say it's a 50-year-old show uh, with somewhat of the same character throughout that time and uh, some of the same things like the TARDIS and time travel, uh, but uh really it's it's a different show every every series to some point but every few every series every doctor yeah yeah every doctor it's basically a new show uh especially when you change showrunners uh it's just going to be completely different um and so i think in that way uh it's not
0: it keeps it fresh
1: yeah it's not like we've been watching a show for 10 seasons like like if i were to watch I don't know. What's something else? We watched Psych for 10 seasons, and that it was... It had
0: eight seasons total.
1: Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the same kind of setup and the same kind of stories for the most part uh, with Doctor Who. I guess you get that same formula to some degree, but, uh, like, if you watch something from uh, Season 1 of Psych to Season 8 of Psych, it's still recognizable as the same show. Season 1 or Series 1 of Doctor Who to Series 10... Uh, are two completely different shows very
0: different yeah
1: so uh for the people that say uh they have the complaint of it just never ends it just keeps going and going um i would agree to some degree but uh, to another point i would say uh that's not true that the stories do end um and then there's a new doctor uh so if you want to look at it that way um the show could go on indefinitely as long as people want to watch it they can continue to make new stories, find new twists, and uh, well, uh, it's going pretty strong right now still, so I expect it'll still be on for a good number of years before. Uh, it's probably inevitable, though, they'll, they'll cancel it again yeah. at some point and, and maybe resurrect it again down the road. But uh doesn't seem like that'll happen for anytime a while soon. Yet.
0: Yeah, the hype is still strong. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah. Just sharing our nerdiness, I guess, with mm-hmm. you guys. And I have some friends who are Who fans, Whovians, and I hope you guys are listening. Would love to hear from you. What are your favorite seasons and characters and episodes and moments and all that from you guys? You can email us, tto.coser.us, or go to our website, tto.coser.us. And add a slash 76 to go straight to the show notes for this episode. Now that we are out of Doctor Who month, we are going to go back to our regular random topic for the week. (laughs) And next topic is going to be top 10 root beers. Mm -hmm. So tune in next time to hear what are the best flavors for something you probably didn't ever consider... Comparing Flavors on. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer.
1: I'm Brian Kozer.
0: And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Brian, what do you think about the show going forward with a female doctor?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So... I tried to not find out who the new doctor was going to be. I didn't go on Reddit or even on Facebook or the internet really for uh, the day or two uh, when I knew it was going to be announced and thought, oh, I should be pretty good if I can get past these few days. I can make it and, uh, you know, as long as it's not something crazy, like if it's a female doctor, I'll probably hear about it or, you know they cast a 10-year-old that'll probably be on some big news things but otherwise, you know, it'll just be on some some uh doctor who sites or or some nerd news sites or whatever and uh you know, it's not going to be on front page of CNN or whatever. So I'm um, I'll be safe. And uh it was all going pretty well for a few months and then we were watching Broadchurch mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what some of the actors were and I don't know how you could have done it, but I wish you would have somehow stopped me from looking up on IMDb Aww. these different actors. Because uh, looking up <laughs> the, uh, I don't remember what her name is, but Jodie Whittaker, maybe? yeah, Jodie Whittaker yeah. from Broadchurch. That's gonna be uh, the Doctor in Series Eleven, and then seeing, oh, she's been cast as the Doctor. Interesting. So much for that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to not be spoiled, I guess, in the these days but uh uh so it wasn't wasn't a surprise like I was trying to get maybe next time, but anyway, um uh, what do I think about it? i think i uh it could be uh could be disastrous, right it could right uh just from if we're taking it from the perspective of like her being a woman and the doctor has always been a male character right um I think if they use it as a um, like a morality beat you over the head. Um, like right. this is a political hot button issue. Mm. Um, with, uh, you know, the Gender whole thing swap, was, yeah, right. Uh, what bathroom are people going to use was the big thing. Uh, I guess that was last year now, and so it's been in the news. It's a big thing. So if they use it as as that kind of a political statement, it's gonna be awful. Then, yeah, I mean, nobody likes. Like I'm. If you want to push uh, something that I don't agree with, that's fine. I can, you know, we I disagree with all sorts of people and enjoy their stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it's done clumsily and uh, it's just
0: just bashing you with it,
1: right? Uh, then that's what I uh, don't appreciate. And, and it, I mean, it's just not it. good. It's yeah. not good storytelling at that point, basically. So uh could be really bad. But just from a uh from the perspective of uh the doctor is an alien and so I think uh I think it's a fine uh arena to uh you know kind of explore mm-hmm. uh this topic it's been done in sci fi um bunch of times where you'll have uh some sort of um you know an alien species where they have three genders or mm-hmm alien species where they they don't have gender, something like that, and uh, just have uh, different stories about that. I think that's fine. I, th- I think that could be really interesting. And uh, I'm not upset about there being a female doctor. I'll still still watch the show. I haven't really uh, paid attention to, like I said, I wasn't, wasn't paying attention to the reactions at the time. So I'm guessing there were people upset about it. I'm guessing there were people that were really happy about it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it'll probably be fine. It probably be, she'll probably do a good job. She's a good actress. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, optimistic, I guess I'll say. How about you?
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I mean, I wasn't sitting around going, oh, man, these male-heavy... Uh, tv shows and Mm -hmm. just chauvinistic and why don't why can't we get a female lead role and we need the doctor to be a woman we need a woman in office it's time we Mm -hmm. had a woman president you know stuff like that i'm not sitting around going chuntering like that to myself but i think it is uh story-wise a bold stroke a very interesting choice and move and i'm interested to see where they go with it i think. Uh, there's all sorts of possibilities open now. It's uh a chance for a fresh take uh we've you know we've had ten seasons now of the doctor being male, and uh all sorts of things could be different with the doctor being female now and I do appreciate that they had the master uh regenerate into a female first and kind of get us used to the idea mm. and I think they did that very well so I think that kind of is yeah, helping to point. pave the way and ease us into the doctor being female now. So, yeah. And like you said, I think as an actress, Jodi will do a good job. So, same as you. Optimistic.